Welcome to today's devotional, which is about Matthew chapter 8. Let's begin by reading that passage of Scripture. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. Suddenly a leper came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Then Jesus instructed him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift prescribed by Moses as a testimony to them. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came and pleaded with him, Lord, my servant lies at home, paralyzed and in terrible agony. I'll go and heal him, Jesus replied. The centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell one to go and he goes, and another to come and he comes. I tell my servant to do something and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those following him, Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west to share the banquet with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, as you have believed, so it will be done for you. And his servant was healed at that very hour. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law sick in bed with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she got up and began to serve them. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to Jesus, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took on our infirmities and carried our diseases. When Jesus saw a large, a large, when Jesus saw a large crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the sea. And one of the scribes came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another of his disciples requested, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead. When he got into the boat, the disciples followed him. Suddenly a violent storm came up on the sea so that the boat was engulfed by the waves. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. You have little faith, Jesus replied. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it was perfectly calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. When Jesus arrived on the other side in the region of the Gadarenes, he was met by two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of uh, What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? In the distance, a large herd of pigs was feeding. So the demons begged Jesus, "If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs." Go, he told them. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and died in the waters. 
Those tending the pigs ran off into the town and reported all this, including the account of the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. And this is God's word. Now here's my devotional about this passage, Matthew chapter 8. Here in the first half of Matthew chapter 8, we have several stories about Jesus healing people. Each of these stories carries a purpose, but the one that always gets me thinking is the story of the centurion's servant in verses 5 through 13. The first thing that stands out about this story is the man's humility. A centurion is a Roman soldier who's in charge of 100 other Roman soldiers. That is a very powerful man. He was certainly feared, and given what we know about this man and his compassion for his servant, maybe he was even deeply respected by everyone who met him or knew him. Of all the people Jesus was willing to visit at home, he was by far the most prestigious, at least in terms of the Roman world. But despite all of this, the centurion didn't want Jesus to come to his home, because he said, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. This man sized up Jesus and had great respect and maybe even some fear of him, and that's why he didn't want him to come to his home. The next impressive thing about this centurion is his faith. According to verse 10, that's what impressed Jesus too. Consider why Jesus said that he had the greatest faith. Not only does the centurion believe that Jesus can heal his servant, but he believes that Jesus can do it remotely. Just say the word and my servant will be healed, he told Jesus in verse 8. What's even more interesting to me is the centurion's reason for believing that Jesus can heal remotely. He told us that reason in verse 9. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me, and I, I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. And that's it. That's all the man said. So what was his point exactly? His point was that he understood where Jesus ranked in the spiritual hierarchy. See, in the Roman army, a centurion did not accomplish things by going personally everywhere. There was a problem or there was an issue. No, a centurion gets things done through the soldiers that report to him. That's what those hundred soldiers are for. You've heard the old saying, if you want something done, do it yourself. The centurion statement in verse 9 is saying just the opposite. If he wants something done, the centurion doesn't do it himself. Instead, he orders one of his soldiers to do it. That's the only efficient and effective way to lead a hundred people. See, leaders make decisions, and followers carry those decisions out. The centurion understood that because that's how he made his living. So what the centurion was implying when was that Jesus was so powerful and so high-ranking spiritually that he can issue orders and stuff will get done. Say the word and the servant will be healed, as he said in verse 8. Did the centurion think that angels would do it? Would they go and do the healing? Who knows what he thought? We don't know. We're not told. And it doesn't matter. What he knew is that Jesus can accomplish whatever he wants merely by issuing orders. He didn't even need to know the servant's name, didn't need his GPS coordinates or anything like that. He has the power just to speak and it will happen. 
Jesus found his faith amazing. Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith, he said in verse 10. What was so great about this man's faith? In order for Jesus to heal someone remotely, without knowing who the person is or where that person resides, Jesus must be God. He must know all things to know who the sick servant is and where he was. Jesus must have God's authority to be able to accomplish things by issuing commands. Since all creation is under his authority, Jesus can use his authority to accomplish anything he wants. What amazed Jesus was not that the centurion believed Jesus could heal. No, what amazed Jesus was that the centurion recognized who Jesus was and the centurion's faith in Jesus. That's what amazed him. Thousands of people believed Jesus could heal, but they were so focused on getting better that they missed what his healing power revealed about Jesus. Jesus remarked on the implications of this in verses 11 and 12. This Gentile had greater faith than any of Christ's other followers. He had greater faith, at that point at least, than any of the 12 apostles. He had greater faith than Jesus' closest friends, Peter, James, and John. To Christ, he was an example of what was to come. The many who will come from the east and the west are Gentiles, just like the Roman soldier was. Jesus said that these Gentiles will feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, according to verse 11. But many Jewish people who knew the Messiah was coming who were waiting for his kingdom, at least in some sense, who saw Christ's miracles and heard his words, they're going to be thrown outside where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because they failed to recognize and believe that in that human body named Jesus resided the Almighty God. Have you put your faith in the powerful Lordship of Jesus Christ? Do you believe that he can and will do whatever you ask for in faith, if it's also God's will. Do you ask Jesus in faith to give you what you want and need in his will? If you have faith and understand who Jesus is, it will empower your prayers just like it empowered the prayers of this centurion. May God bless this truth to your life, and I plan to see you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great day.